Throughout the ages, the Church has recognized many special heroes of our Catholic faith. These holy men and women weren't just outstanding people of their time, they're models of holiness for our time. And each week at this time, EWTN Global Catholic Radio brings you Super Saints. And now, here are your hosts for Super Saints, Bob and Penny Lord. Hello, family, and welcome. We're Bob and Penny Lord, and we want to tell you about St. Dominic Savio, the co-patron of Catholic youth in Italy and a role model for all young people. Dominic Savio, who became one of our greatest teenage saints, was born the 12th child of a very poor family in Riva di Chieri in northern Italy on April the 2nd, 1842. From the time he was born, his parents knew that he would be a child steeped in sanctity. The family was very religious, very spiritual. Their example, their daily ongoing living out of the faith, their praying the rosary and the angelus as a family, their devout attendance at Mass, their fidelity to the sacraments, their faithful teaching of the catechism, bringing Dominic the stark reality of sin with its ultimate destruction of the soul, and the luminous rays of piety with its eternal reward in heaven, molded him into the saint he would become. One time the family forgot to say prayers before meals. Little Dominic ran over to his father and cried out, Father, how can we eat before we ask the Lord to bless our food? Everybody stopped what they were doing and prayed. Another time they had a guest, and the guest started to eat before saying prayers. Dominic Savio did not eat and just rose from the table and walked away. His parents followed him and asked, What's the matter? Why aren't you eating? He responded, I cannot eat with someone who eats like an animal and doesn't say his prayers before eating. This is a unique story. Dominic Savio was very close to his family. He spent 10 years of his life praying, running to the church every possible moment he had. Father John Zucca said of his pupil, Dominic, that the first time he saw him was when the lad was five years old. As was his custom, Dominic was kneeling on the ground in front of the church door waiting for it to open. This was not an isolated case. He could be seen every morning praying, his eyes and heart zeroed in on something, or was it someone beyond the heavy doors? It was of no consequence if the ground was muddy and wet from the pouring rain. Dominic knelt and prayed until the church opened. Normally, children could not receive First Holy Communion until they were 12 years old. But at seven years old, he was so well versed in the teachings of the church he was given permission to receive his first Holy Communion. After having received permission, he went to see his mother immediately. He knelt in front of her and begged, Mother, forgive me for any sin I may have committed against you, for I am heartily sorry, and I wanted to cleanse my soul of any sins before receiving my Lord in first Holy Communion. His mother began to cry because Dominic had never committed any sin, but had always been loving, compassionate, living a purely virtuous life. At the time when Dominic received his first Holy Communion, it also included the sacrament of penance, of reconciliation, and that Mass took five hours. When the Mass was over, Dominic was still there and raptured, 
having seen and received his Lord Jesus in the Eucharist, he said this was the greatest day of his life. His life was to attend daily Mass. Even when he was not altar server, he still devoutly participated in the Mass, adoring his Lord who was coming to life on the altar of sacrifice. He adored the Lord in the Eucharist, and when he was serving, he was so full of ecstasy, he thought he would levitate. The priest started to watch him. When he approached the church, there was Dominic outside the church, kneeling in the dirt, waiting for him to open the church. Then he would see this little child come in, attend Mass, and then after the Mass was over, the priest might come over to him hours later, and there would be the little boy entranced, praying. When Don Bosco came to the area to visit his birthplace of Becky, which was near Morialdo, where Dominic lived, Father Zucca, who was a good friend of Don Bosco's, told him about this special child who was chosen by God to serve him. Don Bosco said, well, bring him here. I'd like to meet him. The priest ran and told Dominic and his dad that Don Bosco wanted to meet him. When they arrived, Don Bosco asked Dominic Savio what he wanted of him. I want you to teach me about Jesus. I want to become close to Jesus. I want to live my life for him. Don Bosco gave him a copy of Catholic Treasures saying, you read this page and come back to me tomorrow and tell me what it means to you. And if you answer correctly, I will bring you to the oratory with me. Don Bosco continued talking to the boy's father. Dominic went off to the side. He read the paper he was given, memorized the page, and after eight minutes came back, recited it to Don Bosco, and had such a keen awareness of its meaning, Don Bosco said, I will take you with me tomorrow. This was the beginning of a great relationship between the priest of 38 and the boy of 12. It was not easy for Dominic Savio's mother to say goodbye to him after Don Bosco agreed to take him to the oratory. You know, although Turin was only 20 miles away, it could have been 2,000 miles away. It wasn't easy. They were such a close family. All her children were special, but Dominic was the closest to her. It was like ripping a part of her heart out. Seeing her crying, Dominic said, Mother, do not weep, because I am going to Jesus. It was from the church of St. Peter, the local church, that he left with Don Bosco to go to the oratory at Turin. Once he left the town of Morialdo, his parents also left and moved back to Modogno. And it was there that Dominic Savio finally came home at 15 years old to die. In October 1854, Dominic became a student at the Oratory of St. Francis de Sales in Turin. It was filled with boys who had been beaten, brutalized, abandoned, and abused. One day, Dominic came upon two angry boys about to engage in some very serious stone throwing. He stepped in between them. Taking the crucifix from around his neck, he said, before you fight, both of you, look at this and say, Jesus is innocent and died forgiving his killers. I am a sinner 
and I am going to offend him by willful revenge, and then you must throw a stone at me. He knelt in front of the angriest boy and said, Now throw that first stone hard. Hit me on the head. Dominic was loved by almost all the boys in the oratory. This boy refused. He said, I have nothing against you. I will protect you against anyone who would hurt you. When he turned to the other boy, he too refused to hurt Dominic. Dominic turned to both of them, shaking with emotion. You're both ready to face serious danger to save me, only a simple creature. Yet you haven't the strength to forgive a silly insult made in school to save your own souls, which cost your Savior his blood, and you're going to shed that blood. Not only did they forgive one another, they asked for a priest to whom they could confess their sins against each other. Dominic never spoke of this, and had not the two boys said it, no one would know about it until this day. At the end of the year, although Dominic was to rank top in his class and was promoted to the next grade level, his health was so poor he had to take private lessons at the oratory. Six months had passed since he had entered the oratory when Dominic heard Don Bosco preach on the road to sainthood. There were three points that Don Bosco made which were deeply imprinted on Dominic's heart. It was... God's will that we all become saints. It is not hard to become a saint. There is a great reward in heaven for those who become saints. Dominic was so moved by Don Bosco's sermon, he became pensive and unusually quiet. Don Bosco asked him what was wrong. Dominic said, he never knew it was so easy to become a saint. And now that he knew, he wanted to work on it day and night. Friends at the oratory spoke of Dominic's deep love for the Blessed Mother. They would see him kneeling in front of her statue before and after Mass, sometimes for hours motionless. It was 1854. The Feast of the Immaculate Conception was fast approaching. Don Bosco asked the boys to prepare for their Heavenly Mother's feast day with the love of true sons, asking her intercession for petitions they were most in need of and her motherly protection and their endeavor to live holy lives. Dominic wanted to do something really special for his heavenly mother, Mary. He said he needed to do it right away or there would not be enough time. It was nine months before his death. He began a novena. He wrote nine resolutions and acts of piety on individual pieces of paper, one for each day, as a gift to the Blessed Mother. He made a general confession of all his sins and then received Holy Communion. That evening, after evening prayers, under the advisement of Don Bosco, Dominic spent time kneeling before the statue of the Blessed Mother. He prayed over and over again, Mary, I give you my heart. Always keep it yours. Jesus, Mary, always be my friends. I beg you, let me die rather than to be so unfortunate as to commit a single sin. In addition to the impact his living out of a life of holiness had on the other students at the oratory, one of the things Dominic is most remembered for is the group he organized called the Company of the Immaculate Conception. 
Their focus was to gain the help of Our Lady in life and at the hour of death. This group was not only one of prayer and devotion, they assisted Don Bosco in doing all the menial tasks necessary around the oratory. In a time where the word chastity has all been wiped from the face of the earth, along with God the Father, allegiance to the flag of the United States, prayer in school, any mention of God because it offends atheists, a time when sin is no longer sin and righteousness is a joke. We need to ask St. Don Bosco and St. Dominic Savio to pray for us and the generations to follow. Dominic prayed, O Mary, I always want to be your son. Let me die before I commit a single sin against chastity. We must fight the enemy of God who's ensnaring our young and not so young into his tentacles of sin and damnation. If Dominic and Don Bosco could do it in a big sin-filled city like Turin, where it was not safe to walk the streets day or night, in a time when people were so destitute they couldn't feed their families, often sending them out onto the streets to fend for themselves, then we can do it. We must do it. We will do it. Dominic's strengths were the sacraments of penance and the Holy Eucharist. Dominic heard Don Bosco say, Boys, if you want to stay on the path to heaven, do three things. Go to confession regularly. Receive communion often. Choose a regular confessor to whom you can unburden your heart. Don't change him unless you have to. Whereas before he came to the oratory, Dominic went to confession and was receiving communion once a month. Now he went to confession and received communion every two weeks and then every week. Then his confessor, seeing the leaps he was making in his spiritual life, directed him to receive Holy Communion three times a week and finally every day. Dominic loved to spend an hour before the Blessed Sacrament saying, what else do I need to be happy? Nothing in this world but to be able to see him who I now see by faith and adore on the altar. He would make at least one visit a day, bringing other boys with him. To make these times before his Lord more meaningful, he would say the little crown of the Sacred Heart, a prayer that is recited in reparation for the insults hurled against Christ by infidels, heretics, and unworthy Christians. Although he was a happy young man, nothing gave him the joy that the Eucharist gave him. Whenever he saw a priest pass by, carrying the Eucharist to the dying, he would go down on his knees and, time permitting, accompany the priest. One particular day there had been a downpour and the streets were all muddy. When Dominic spotted the priest bringing the Eucharist to the sick, he went down on his knees. His friends ridiculed him, insisting Jesus did not want Dominic to soil his clothes. Dominic replied, My knees and clothes belong to God and should do him service. When I am near him, I would gladly crawl in the mud to pay him homage. I'd jump into a furnace if I could just get a spark of that infinite love that made him give us this great sacrament. 
Don Bosco tells us of a time when after Mass, as he was giving thanks to the Lord, he heard what sounded like arguing. Don Bosco went to investigate. There was Dominic speaking and then pausing as if he were listening to someone. Don Bosco did not hear all that was said, but he recalled clearly hearing Dominic saying, Yes, my God, I have told you already, and I will tell you again. I love you, and I will love you till death. If you see that I am going to offend you, let me die first. Yes, death, but not sin. One day, Dominic begged to be allowed to go home. He said his mother was very ill, and Our Lady wanted her to be cured. Dominic left for Modogno. When he arrived, the midwives had given up. His mother was dying and the baby in her womb with her. Dominic ran into the room, jumped on the bed, embraced his mother, and placed a green scapula on her neck. He said to her, I'm going now. You'll be all right. His mother told everyone that the Blessed Mother through the scapula saved her life and the life of her baby. When his mother wanted to return the scapula to Dominic, he insisted she keep it and share it with other women facing the same threat to their lives. He said that as Our Lady had saved his mother's life with the scapula, so she would save others. Toward the end of April 1856, he asked Don Bosco how he could spend May being holy. Don Bosco told him to do his work cheerfully, tell his friends about Mary, and behave in such a way that he could receive communion every day worthily. When Dominic asked what he could request of Blessed Mother, Don Bosco replied, to become a saint. Ask her to assist him at the last moment of his life that he might die a holy death and bring him to heaven to dwell with her and her son. Don Bosco was aware that young Dominic was dying. He had no recourse but to send this young saint home. This was the hardest thing, one of the hardest things Don Bosco had to do as Dominic was such a joy to him. He and the doctors hoped that at, that at home he would be able to regain his strength. But a few days after having left with his father, Dominic returned to the oratory. His illness did not require him to stay in bed. He attended classes when he could, helped out in the infirmary, saying this was his greatest joy, caring for his sick brothers. Dominic developed a persistent cough. Now the doctors insisted he be sent home, and Don Bosco obeyed. When he told Dominic, the young saint inquired why Don Bosco was sending him away. Don Bosco questioned him. Did he not want to go home and be with his parents? To which Dominic replied, I want to end my life at the oratory. When Don Bosco tried to assure him that he would return when he was well, St. Dominic Savio said, No, no, Father, I will go, but I will never return. At last it was time to say goodbye to Don Bosco. Since you don't want this poor carcass of mine, I'll have to take it back to Modogno. But we, it would only burden you for a few days, and then all would soon be over. But God's will be done. Pray for me that I may have a good death. We will see each other in heaven. He waved to all his friends, telling them he would see them in heaven. Then he asked Don Bosco for a present he could remember him by. When Don Bosco asked him what he would like, he said to Don Bosco, You told me once that the Pope gave you the plenary indulgence for the hour of death. 
put my name among those who can gain that indulgence. Then Dominic walked away from the oratory. This was the home he had known for three of his 15 years. He left never to return. The days ahead at home were filled with pain, patiently accepted by the little soldier of Christ. Finally, he turned to his father and said, let's call in the divine physician now. I want to go to confession and receive communion. After he received the atacum, he could be heard saying, Jesus, Mary, yes, you will always be my friends. I say again and again, death, but not sin. After his, he made his thanksgiving, he said, Now I am happy. I have to make the long trip to eternity, but with Jesus as company, I am not afraid. Oh, tell everyone, tell it often. If Jesus is your companion and friend, there is nothing to fear, not even death. After four days, he gently turned to his parents and asked for the anointing of the sick. Although they did not agree with him, they called in the priest. Just as he was to receive the last rites, Dominic prayed, My God, forgive my sins. I love you, and I want to love you forever. May this sacrament, which in your infinite mercy you are letting me receive, cancel all the sins I have committed by sight and hearing, by my mouth, hands, and feet. Make my body and soul be sanctified by the merits of your holy passion. Amen. Dominic recited the act of contrition to himself, answered the prayers of the priest, and received the Holy Father's blessing and a plenary indulgence. He kept whispering, Thanks be to God. Holding the crucifix close, he repeated a verse he loved. Lord, take my freedom. I give it to thee. My body and all my strength are thine. All that I have you gave to me. To bow to thy will be mine. On the evening of March 9, 1857, nobody believed Dominic was dying. He looked so happy, so peaceful. The priest and his family were confused. Dominic was commending his soul to God. Dominic's breathing became labored. He asked the priest for something to comfort him. The priest replied, remember the passion of Jesus. Dominic prayed, the passion of Jesus will always be on my mind, on my lips, in my heart. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, may I breathe forth my soul in peace to you. Dominic fell asleep. And after an hour, he looked over to his parents and said, Dad, it's time. Take my prayer book and read me the prayers for a happy death. His mother left the room sobbing. His father forced himself to read the prayers. At the end of each litany of the dying, Dominic would pray, Merciful Jesus, have mercy on me. When his father came to the words, when at length my soul admitted to your presence shall first behold the immortal splendor of your majesty. Reject it not, but receive me into the loving bosom of your mercy. May I ever sing your praises. Dominic gasped. Yes, that's all I want, Dad, to sing the eternal praises of God. He appeared to be resting when he opened his eyes and said, Goodbye, Dad. Goodbye. Oh, what a beautiful thing I see. Dominic breathed his last.
Dominic Savio did return to the oratory, to the Basilica of Mary, help of Christians on the oratory grounds in Turin, where till today, little Dominic rests, an example to all those who pass his way. On March 5th, 1950, Pope Pius XII solemnly declared Venerable Dominic Savio blessed in St. Peter's Basilica. On June 12, 1954, Pope Pius XII declared Dominic Savio a saint in the Roman Catholic Church, extending to him all the honors of the altar. Dominic Savio had been a bright candle like a candle that enters our dark churches on the vigil of Easter, bringing hope and joy into our dark lives. It would appear that God snuffed out this candle while it was still burning, as we do when the Easter Vigil Mass begins. But as with this Easter candle, the effects of the candle that entered through little Dominic has continued to bring light into a world hell-bent on darkness. Dominic Savio is the sign of what we can be. We would like to address the youth of our church. Pope John Paul II said, You are the church. What kind of a church do we have? What kind of a church will we have? Is God asking you to be a Dominic Savio of today? Do you have the courage this young boy had? Do you believe in life after death? Do you believe that we have life eternal through Jesus Christ? Then set your eyes on that which is above. All the wealth of this world, the material goods, the fame, the power is passing away. Only Jesus and his promise will never let us alone and destitute. What do you say? Pray to St. Dominic Savio. God bless you. We love you. We love you. Super Saints with Bob and Penny Lord is adapted especially for EWTN Radio from the book series of the same name. If you'd like more information, contact Journeys of Faith, Post Office Box 1240, Fair Oaks, California, 95628-1240. Or you may call toll-free 1-800-633-2484. 1-800-633-2484. And please join us again next week at this time for Super Saints on EWTN, Global Catholic Radio. Load our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Here's how to download our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Simply with your iPhone or Android device, go to the App Store, search for Bob and Penny Lord app, and download it. It's that simple. Here's what you can do with our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Number one, the, there's a link to our marketplaces, our websites, 
uh, our uh, blog and this podcast. The second link is to our Bob and Penny Lord TV channel, where you can access all of our videos as seen on EWTN, plus a whole lot more. Thank you very much.